If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Good afternoon to my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 36 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but the Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on this Sunday, March 1st. 2020. Let's get things started by, as always, giving our shout-out to the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and, of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, iHeart, everywhere. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab, guys. It is March. Opening day is in 25 days. Astros players are getting hit by pitches like it's going out of style. Injuries for the Yankees are continuing. (laughs) It's, It's a lot of stuff going on here in March, but... The most important thing is, is that it is the month of March, which at the end of the month comes one of the best times of the entire year, opening day for Major League Baseball, when games start to count and all the big league guys are playing entire games instead of about a quarter to a half of them. But as you know, that is one of the best times of the year for a baseball fan, of course, when the regular season starts, and that is in just 25 short days. I cannot freaking wait. I'm so ready to go, even though I am enjoying spring training, don't get me wrong, but I'm ready for opening day. (laughs) I I just am. But let's get into things here on episode 36. There's a lot to get through, so let's get right into this week's poll segment. And as you can imagine, with news being so hot this week with some more injuries that have come out since I last spoke to you on episode 35 last Sunday, you can imagine that this week's poll has something to do with injuries. And it has to do with a pretty hot topic with injuries because, as you know, when it comes to injuries, the guy who I feel Yankee fans get the most fed up with when they get hurt is Giancarlo Stanton. And it just came out earlier in the week, and we'll get to it even more when we get to the Yankees news segment, obviously, but... It just came out earlier in the week that Giancarlo Stanton has a grade one calf strain, which is one of many strains that he experienced going back to the 2019 season when he missed most of the year. So I thought it appropriate to come up with a poll question having to do with Giancarlo Stanton. Even though I've asked some poll questions about him in the past, I do know that there are a lot of Yankee fans out there that get really fed up with him whenever another injury announcement comes out having to do with him. And with this latest injury news coming in spring training, and with there being some doubt about him possibly not being ready for opening day, I figured I'd gouge some Yankee fans' thoughts and see what they're thinking about this. So this week's question, we'll start on Twitter this week, is after Giancarlo's latest injury, being the grade one calf strain, have you officially lost your patience with defending him? And then I asked you to reply below with what kind of a season you think Giancarlo is going to have. And some of you did. Some of you just gave your thoughts about what you think about him being hurt yet again. And that's fine either way. I just thought about you telling me what kind of a season you think he's going to have was an interesting addition to the discussion. But here are the poll choices. The first choice is, yes, you've lost your patience with him. The second choice is, I already did a while back. And the third choice is, no, I have not lost my patience with him. And the choice of no was victorious. 49% of you voted for the choice of no, saying that you have not lost your patience for Giancarlo Stanton. The choice of yes came in second, 
with 30% of you saying you have lost your patience with defending him. And in third and last place, with 22% of the vote, the choice already did a while back came in last. Again, 22% of you voted for that. So most Yankee fans that voted on this poll, 49% of you, say no, you haven't. But it can be a little deceiving because at the same time, 30% said yes, and then 22% said I already did a while back. So it says here 52% of you have lost your patience, whether it be this being the final straw that broke the camel's back, or if you already did a while back. So technically 52% of you do not defend him anymore, and 49% of you do. So it is basically, it's nearly 50-50. So that's, that's a really close vote. But with this being the straw that broke the camel's back, the choice of no is victorious against the other two, getting 49% of the vote. So you look at these final results however you want to. But the fact of the matter is, it seems like a lot of people have gotten tired of him. Some people are just going to defend him to no end. And good for those people defending him to no end. Good for you. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, but I just thought it to be an interesting question because it really seemed especially Yankees Twitter was on fire after the injury news came out about Giancarlo Stanton straining his calf. But the good news is, regardless of whether or not you're still defending him or if you're done defending him, a grade one calf strain is the least severe, and he's probably only going to be sidelined for a couple of weeks, and he's probably going to miss opening day if I had to say so. But hopefully, if you still get him back within the month of April, and then he happens to stay healthy for the remainder of the year... I think that's a great thing, but the fact of the matter is whether he'll even stay healthy after that or not. So I know a lot of people don't believe that he will. Some people believe that he will, but regardless, that was this week's poll. Let's get to some replies. First off, we have at Tegan Graham 23, and he said, Giancarlo will always be my father. <laughs> okay. He made me lose my crap that night, and I will forever have faith in him. And the night that Tegan's referring to, Tegan's a good friend of my brother's, when he was over my house watching the ALCS Game 1 game in the 2019 postseason, Yankees against the Astros, he predicted that in the top of the sixth inning with two outs and nobody on, and this was before the game started, this was a legitimate prediction, with two outs and nobody on base, in the top of the sixth, somebody was going to hit a home run for the Yankees, and it ended up being Giancarlo Stanton, and Tegan, of course, getting that tough and that risky of a prediction correct, it just made him go crazy and made us all go crazy. So that's the night he's referring to for those who are not in on that inside joke. Well, it's not really a joke. It was actually a good and solid prediction that came true. But then he went on to say, but seriously, I don't think we can give up on him yet. He's too good and he's been working really hard. And it's hard to think of a person that enjoys the game more than him. And that is definitely true because Giancarlo went to the media a couple of days after this injury news came out about his grade one calf strain. And he came out and said he was very frustrated because of all the hard work he put in in the offseason to stay healthy, and then this happens. He did say he was really, really frustrated about that. And you have to assume that whenever this sort of a thing happens to any of the guys, that they get so frustrated. I always feel bad for them. I do. But thank you for the reply, Tegan. Then we have at DanSK1997 says, I can't blame the guy for his injuries. I'd never be mad at him or done with him. I may be mad at the contract or that he may never be that MVP caliber player we thought we would see, but I can still see a 270, 30-plus home run, 80-plus RBI season, barring any other injuries from him. I think that's very fair all the way around, and I think that's mainly why a lot of fans are hard on him. Some people say that it's because he's an outsider or whatever they may think. That may be part of it, sure, because I see a lot of homegrown guys or a lot of real true Yankee guys that came up through the system whenever they get hurt. Lots of people don't seem to be nearly as hard on them as they do Stanton, but at the same time, it may be because of the money, and I'm, I'm aware of that. I know a lot of people may be hard on Giancarlo because of the money he's making and saying, listen, look at all the money this guy's making. What's doing here? He's on his way to being the next Jacoby Ellsbury. So I understand that. Daniel, I do agree with that. Great reply. Thank you for it. 
Then we had at Bobby Tat 631 says, I have a hard time turning on any Yankee, not just Stanton. It's not like he wants to be hurt all the time. Although it is frustrating that we have yet to see what he can give this team. All teams have injuries, but being a Yankee on top of the contract, it's magnified. But yeah, that, that's another mention of the contract. That's what a lot of people seem to think, and they get more upset with them because they say he's not living up to his money's worth. At MountainGal456 says, I'm not going to badmouth Stanton. Some players are injury prone, and he seems to be one of them. It's a calf strain, so he should be able to come back from this one. If not, I will totally lose my patience. Till then, I'll make the sign of the cross. I voted no for now. All right, Tina, fair enough. At Yanks Bar says, always going to defend him as a player, but he needs to get on the field. He does need to get on the field. We all know what he's capable of, but we can't see what he's capable of if he's not on the field. It's as simple as that. I agree. At Evan D. Witzel 4 says, He is still a former MVP and one who had success his first year with us. It's very frustrating, but this is the smallest of the injuries we have seen him have. I think he comes back, but to stay healthy is a big question mark for me. And that's what I mentioned earlier before I got into this poll. Even if he comes back from this, it's just the fact that a lot of fans don't believe that he could even sty healthy beyond this injury. At Nelly Nell 51573 says, I'm still trying to defend that contract, let alone his injuries. Wish all Yankees success, no matter who it is. Pinstripes equals respect for me, but I don't gotta like it, and I never did. I need a huge year out of him, and that will shut me up. A lot of people say that, just give me a good year and I'll shut up. At Laker 477 says, I haven't lost my patience completely, but it is definitely getting harder to defend him. Assuming he stays on the field after this latest injury, I see him finishing with a 285 average and 30 home runs. All right, that was kind of similar to what Dan said earlier. At Laura underscore Icemont says, I haven't lost my patience with Stanton, but it's getting harder to defend him. He may be injury prone, but it's frustrating for a lot of us and for him probably. I hope this is just a minor setback and he can still contribute to the team as much as possible in 2020. I hope so too, Laura. At the goat underscore 12 says, I voted middle option, which was the I already lost my patience a while back option. At Black Rebirth 52 says, here's my thought. I want Stanton to contribute. That being said, it's harder and harder to defend him, and it's even harder to support him. Just hope he gets better, because with Sevy out and Judge on the men, we have to hold the fort right now. That's true. And there's more news on Judge, which we'll get to later. At Peace Now for Life says, I'll always stand by the Yankees. However, the frustration is there. Not with him because I believe he wants to be healthy and contributing, but just frustration with the injuries. I really want to see a full, healthy season, especially after last year. <laughs> last year was a nightmare. But at the same time, it wasn't because they still won 103 games. But just a nightmare from the standpoint of seeing all the big guys hurt for so long. At Javer31 says, those guys are lifting too much weights and it's taking a toll on their bodies. All right, well, hopefully if that is the truth, hopefully the new training staff gets a hold of that. At Cat Yankee Fan says, listen, I'm not a Stanton hater at all. I stayed up till three in the morning with my son to see if we were going to sign him years ago. I love the guy, but something is not right because he's built like glass. Something's definitely not right. And they're going to have to look into it because they have to correct it. If the Yankees got a full healthy season out of Stanton, it would be that much better for the team. At Before Pitch says, I'm not frustrated that Giancarlo's injured. I'm frustrated the Yankees are injured. It's mindless to pretend that this is a Stanton problem when this is a Yankee problem in whole. We're being vicious towards G because he's the outsider in quotes. Yet homegrown guys like Seve get best wishes. Well, that goes back to what I said before. And I already dished out on that, but thank you for the reply. And I think you're right with many of the things you said. My girlfriend at Vic Salimo says, I'm finding it harder and harder to defend him. 
He gets hurt so often and in different places. I'm just thinking now he doesn't even stretch or warm up properly or something. Like, come on. He may not even have a season if he keeps this up. No, I hope that's not the case. I do hope Stanton plays in a good amount of games too. At Todd underscore Kelleher says, I view this as a series of unfortunate events. I really don't think he's an Ellsbury or Pavano, but I guess we'll see. I hope it doesn't get to that, but some people already view it as getting to that. At Sylvester001 says, I'm frustrated, of course, but we did it last year and we will do it again. I'm disappointed. And I'll definitely give my takes on that later on about what I think of the 2020 season chances. I mean, we're nowhere near the injuries of last year yet. Let's not jinx that all. Knock on wood right now. Luckily, I have a wooden desk in front of me. But right now, I'm I'm going to save my takes for later as far as this year and what I think about this season because it seems like the injury is already creeping up, even if it's nowhere near 2019 injury totals yet, but I'll still have my takes and I'll give them later, I promise. At official 52011 underscore two says 297 average with 37 home runs. It's really harder to defend him though. At Beth underscore Wellington says he needs to play the majority of this season, but the fact remains he put the team on his back in 2018 when Judge went down. He was a big part of their success that year, and I won't forget that. He definitely was. He and Andujar, both big parts of the success. At Brian underscore Capozzi says it's not just him. I'm just getting tired of the injuries. I get that injuries happen, but it's happening at a ridiculous rate. It is, but if it means that it's all going to happen now and we're going to be spared of all or most of it later on, I'd get it out of the way now. And I think most people would agree with that. At William Duncan NY says, I think he will have a great season and will nearly lead the league in home runs. All right, so William thinks he's going to bounce back from this grade one calf strain and come back and kick some ass. (laughs) At Go Down the Field says, he'll play a lot of DH and will not be allowed to steal or hustle to a base. I mean, if that's what it takes to keep him on the field and keep him healthy, (laughs) I guess. At BL Blue Shirts, 26 says, yeah, quote, Stanton is getting hurt on purpose. He's not doing everything he can do to make sure he doesn't get hurt, end quote. It's not really about defending someone. It is what it is. I wouldn't say it's his fault. Well, not everybody's saying it's his fault, or maybe it is. We will never know. Only the training staff really knows that because they work with him directly all the time. But the fact of the matter is, with Giancarlo expressing his frustration over this, maybe it means he'll have to take another route with just trying to stay healthy. I don't know. We're going to have to see. You know he's not doing it on purpose, though. But we do know how frustrated he is. At Bill Filippo says, I stopped caring about him during last season's injuries. I don't care so much about his being out this year because I don't really see him as part of the team. He's really only played one season here. I'm much more into Talkman and Frazier. Well, yeah, Talkman, as we know, before he ended the year last year being hurt, he really started to kick things up even offensively. We all knew already how great he was defensively. And when he first came here, the acquisition looked sort of pointless from an offensive standpoint because he hadn't really gotten it going with the bat and everybody's being hard on him saying this guy can't hit, this guy can't hit. But then he started hitting with even more playing time as the injuries continued last year. And then when he was good on both ends with hitting and defending, he just became a huge deal here. And a lot of people are really, really thrilled to see what he has in store for 2020 especially since the outfield seems to have quite a few options now. With Stanton possibly not making opening day, we're yet to see what's going to happen with Judge after more testing happens, and again, we're going to get to more Judge discussion later. And also with Hicks being down with Tommy John surgery recovery, I mean, there are open positions in the outfield to be filled. Right now, you have guys like Gardner out there. You have Talkman that could play out there. Maybe Frazier gets a shot out there with these injuries being prevalent yet again with the outfield guys. And Duhar is looking comfortable out there, which we'll talk about that for a little bit later on as well. So I definitely understand there are other options out there that some people are looking forward to seeing. 
At Alex Keller says he's going to come back and set the league on fire. You watch. Haters won't be able to say bleep. I'm sorry. We, we don't curse on this podcast, Alex, but I'm, su- I'm sure you could imagine by that bleep what he said. So use your imagination if you don't already know what it is. At DM Devante says, I carried his water, but no more. May not be Ellsbury bad, but too close for comfort at that price. I predict he'll put up decent numbers while healthy, but will disappoint with garbage time homers when it counts. He was definitely criticized at times in 2018 for not coming in in the clutch sometimes. That's for sure. At Dama Talk Sports says, I actually believe he's going to come back and have a monster year. All right, some people have said that. At JV Rodriguez 7 says, I'd say about 83 games played, 27 homers, and an 850-ish OPS. Oh, 27 home runs in 83 games. It's, that's not bad at all. <laughs> I'm not saying 83 games is great, but 27 home runs in 83 games, that's, that's pretty impressive. At Tima underscore Hammison says, it's a grade one strain, and he's a top 10 hitter when he's healthy, so let's calm down. At God is great 122 says, I'm approaching yes, but I'm not quite there yet. Then last but not least, we have at L Planus 1969 says, not expecting much. Great when he's able to play, but I saw him living in Miami. What good is he if he's hurt slash injured so often? Well, that's for sure. You got to be on the field if you want to make an impact. But that is all for the Twitter replies. Thank you all for replying on Twitter. I really appreciate it. Lots of people voted as always, so I appreciate the interaction and all the discussion. It's a lot of fun, and I appreciate all you giving your takes as always. But let's move on over to Instagram before we get on to a little bit of a weekly recap. Of course, you know I'm not going to do the same old weekly recap as I do during the regular season as you heard on last week's episode. I'll probably just give some final scores and maybe talk about some details that happened in the last day or two, but that's about it. Because at the end of the day, these games don't count. Not many people care about going really in-depth on every single spring training game. But I'll just throw out some details out there about some things. And then I'll just give observations that I've really seen from the games throughout the week. And I'll talk about them a little bit. But let's move on over to Instagram. Of course, the same question applies. After Giancarlo's latest injury being the grade one calf strain, have you officially lost your patience with him? And as we know, Instagram only gives two voting options. So I had to modify the choices a little bit. I had to get rid of the choice. Yes, I already did lose patience with him a while back, so the only two choices that are here are obviously yes or no. And on Instagram, the results are pretty definitive. 75% of people have said, yes, I did lose my patience with defending him after this calf strain, whether it be I lost it already a while back or this was the straw that broke the camel's back. So 75% said yes, and only 25% said no, I have not. So Instagram is more hard on him here, it seems. People have lost their patience with him on here. And it seems on both apps as a whole, there are more people that have lost their patience because in prior polls I've done about Giancarlo Stanton, it seemed before that many more people were willing to, pun intended, go to bat for him than they are now. So perhaps this calf strain has done some damage to him in the eyes of fans. So let's get to the couple of replies that we got. First, we'll go my mom, Julia Gina Scudero, says he's like a delicate flower, not a strong man. Well, when she says strong, I think she's just saying he has trouble avoiding injuries. In that sense, his body's not strong to prevent these injuries. But obviously, we all know how strong Giancarlo Stanton actually is strength-wise. You see the size of him. So so I think that's what she was trying to say. Strong words. But thank you for the reply, Mom. And lastly, we have Matt Schwartz.14 says, I'm sorry, you are a professional athlete, and for him to be this injury-prone is unbelievable. Don't get me wrong, I love the guy, and I love his bat, but if he can't stay on the field, he can't even use it. That's that's true. <laughs> that's basically all of it in a nutshell, Matt. So, everybody, whether it be on Instagram and Twitter, once again, thank you so much for all of your interaction. I really appreciate it. I really, really do. Lots of good replies, some agreeing with each other, some disagreeing with each other, but hey. 
That's the benefit of discussion. It's fun. Back and forth, giving opinions, having a good time. That's what it's all about. So let's move on to the weekly recap. We'll just breeze through the final scores of the games that have taken place since last Monday. And then I'll just give some details about yesterday since there was a split squad yesterday. So I'll give some details about what the guys in the starting lineup in each game did for the Yankees. And that, that'll be about it. And then I'll just talk about some observations that I've seen throughout this week. So going back to last Monday, the 24th, the Yankees had yet to win a game and they ended in a tie with the Pirates. The final score is 3-3. Three to three. Then the next day on Tuesday, the Yankees won their first spring training game against the Blue Jays at the Blue Jays Spring Training Park by a score of 4-1. to one. On Wednesday, the Yankees, the final in five innings because rain came in, their first really, really dominant game in spring training, beat the Nationals 8-2. to two. Then on Thursday, the 27th, the Yankees beat the Rays at George M. Steinbrenner Field 7-1, so a lot of scoring yet again. Then on Friday, the Yankees defeated the Braves at the Braves Spring Training Park, 5-3. to And then yesterday, which we'll talk about a little bit on each side, the Yankees defeated the Tigers at George M. Steinbrenner Field by a score of 8-2. to And then they defeated the Red Sox at JetBlue Park by a score of 5-2. to So the Yankees had a split squad yesterday, and they won both games. Right now, they're 6-2 and on a little bit of a six-game winning streak here in spring training. And yesterday's game against the Tigers, we'll just go through the starting lineup really quick. DJ LeMay, he went one for three. Glaber Torres hit a three-run shot. That was his one hit on the day. He went one for three, so that was good. Mike Ford went 0 for three. Gary Sanchez went 0 for three. Miguel Andujar went 0 for two with a walk, but I'm glad with what I'm seeing from Andujar so far. Chris Iannetta, who's done pretty good this spring. And call me crazy, I'll just say this right now. I know lots of people like Higashioka. He's likely going to be the backup catcher to Gary Sanchez, and this is definitely a big year for him in his career. But with his veteran experience and the fact of how good he looks this spring so far, I know there's plenty to go in spring training yet, and we'll see more of him. But I personally, I wouldn't be angry if the Yankees made Chris Iannetta the backup guy. He's been around the block a lot throughout his last 14 years of his career. He spent six years in Colorado. He spent four years in Los Angeles with the Angels. He spent a year in Seattle, Arizona, and then he went back to Colorado. And he's a veteran, and he could definitely prove reliable for this team. I'm definitely not trying to take anything away from Higashioka. He's worked hard to get here, and I think now with Romine being gone, I definitely think he deserves his shot, but it was just a thought I had. Then Rosel Herrera went one for two. Rosel Herrera has really caught my attention lately. Keep an eye on him. He's pretty good. Trey Ambergy went two for two, and Zach Granite went one for three. And of course, you can't go without mentioning Garrett Cole, who was on the mound starting the game, and he just did his thing. Two and two-thirds innings, struck out two, didn't allow any runs. He did allow two hits, but you can't be perfect all the time, and he went out there and he did his thing. But it was great seeing him out there on the mound. And see him go a little further than his last time, because last time he only went an inning. Just getting his work, and of course, it's just spring training. So that was a deal for yesterday, and a lot of the guys that came in after that did some damage as well. But the Yankees won that game 8-2. to two. And then over at JetBlue Park, where the Yankees won 5-2, Tyler Wade led off in that game. He went 0-3, but had a run scored. Luke Voigt went 1-3. Joe Urshela went 1-3 with two runs scored and a walk. Clint Frazier, who's looked pretty good at the plate so far, was batting cleanup. He went 1-3. Eric Kratz went 2-3. Estrada went 1-3. Estevan Florial went 0-3. Chris Giddens went 0-2. And Thomas Malone went 0-3. So those were some brief details with yesterday's split squad and just some final scores throughout the week because, again, nobody really cares to go that in-depth on games when it comes to spring training because the games don't count, again. And right now, 
I'll just give you a quick little update while it's going on because the game is happening while I'm recording right now. The Yankees and Tigers today just finished in the first inning. They're headed to the second inning. There's no score yet. They're playing at the Tigers Spring Training Park. The game is not televised, but it is on the radio, both for the Tigers and the Yankees. But here's some observations really quick before we move along to some Yankees news. Glaber, although he's made an error on the field, which I don't care too much for in spring training, but he's looked fine. He went deep yesterday with the three-run shot, as I said earlier. And Duhar has looked really good at times. And he really looks fluent and comfortable in left field, which is awesome. He's really hit the ball well, even, even if he's hit into outs. Like yesterday, he had a really deep fly out in the game against the Tigers. But honestly, for a guy who missed basically all of last year with the exception of the first couple of weeks of the season, he's looked pretty good. He really has. And in left field, I mean, imagine if he actually takes up that position very well and he continues to look as good as he's looked there. I mean, that's great stuff. Clint's looked great at the plate. Floreal's gotten some playing time and he went deep as well. Garrett Cole pitched again yesterday and looked great. Sometimes I look at him still and I still can't believe he's on this team. (laughs) Michael King pitched a second time a few days ago and worked two scoreless innings. Many are saying he'll be the number five guy in the rotation. We shall see. Davey Garcia pitched, and although he let up a two-run shot, he still showed a lot of potential with his stuff. He didn't look bad at all. So all in all, I've liked what I've seen so far. There are probably some things I'm missing throughout the week, but of course in a whole week a lot happens in multiple games. And not that it means much, but they are on a six-game winning streak going into today's game against the Tigers after yesterday's split squad win, which is cool. But honestly, the general consensus of it all, whether or not I'm missing too much here in my overall observations, those are some of the big things I've seen. But I'm just enjoying spring training, and I'm enjoying what I'm seeing so far. I'm having a good time watching this team as I do every spring. Baseball's right around the corner, and that's what matters. Just having a good time watching it. I just want all others to stay on the field and be healthy. That is all. And speaking of health, that's basically what all of today's Yankees news segment is going to contain, as you can probably imagine. So let's get into some Yankees news. And again, a lot of this news, unfortunately, is going to consist of a lot of injury news. So we'll start off first on Tuesday. So we're going back to Tuesday. Rewind the clock. And some big news hit the Yankees community on Tuesday, and it wasn't good news. It came out that Luis Severino is done for the year and will get Tommy John surgery. Now, this started out as forearm tightness or soreness whenever he would apparently throw his change up. It seemed to be a big struggling point for him. And then it turned into him going back to New York to getting more tests. Even though throughout the offseason, he got more tests and there didn't seem to be any structural damage really to any part of the arm, especially not even the elbow. The only thing that had come out about the elbow is that when his forearm tightness had continued into spring training, Brian Hoke talked about there being loose body in his elbow. But they reportedly did a special sort of MRI exam on him that found a partial UCL tear that the MRI exams throughout the offseason in January, most notably, did not find. So the surgery was Thursday. It was apparently successful. So that's good. And we spoke about this last week about all of the injury news leading up to what has been going on with Severino. But this news did just come out on Tuesday about the Tommy John surgery. And Severino posted this on social media after the news broke, saying, After much consideration, as well as consultation with the Yankees organization, my family, and the representatives, I have elected to adhere to the advice of the medical professionals and undergo surgery to repair my injured elbow. I am extremely disappointed that I will not be able to put on a Yankees uniform and compete with my teammates this year, but I promise that I will be working tirelessly during this process to come back stronger than ever and to make the greatest fans in baseball proud. Thank you to everyone that has reached out during this tough time. My family and I deeply appreciate the kind words and well wishes we have received. Through the long road ahead, your continued support means the world to me. I will be back on the mound soon to help bring a championship to the Bronx. 
And I do hope he is. I do certainly hope that he gets back on the mound as soon as he can. And we see him back out there. Full force, Luis Severino, the one loaded with talent and the potential that we all know is there for sure. So I wish Luis Severino a speedy recovery in this long process. Who knows when the next time we'll see him on a mound is maybe at some point throughout the 2021 season mid to late part of it because Tommy John surgery isn't always just a quick one-year recovery and then, you know, you're back out there. It's usually a long process. Sometimes the recovery itself takes even longer depending on the person. Then you have to start throwing again, start rehabbing, and you got to go through the whole process. And sometimes it's very long. It really is unfortunate that this had to happen to him, but it happens. It does. The thing that I found interesting was the special test that caught the partial UCL tear that the original MRIs did not. And Brian Cashman said that apparently Luis Severino had received a die contrast MRI and that they still would have had him try to rehab the injury before surgery and that it wouldn't really have changed his timetable for his 2021 return, or at least that's when they anticipate on him returning. So this die contrast apparently caught something that the regular MRI exams did not catch when they were testing him throughout the offseason. So you really start to see how complex this process is as far as even catching an injury. And you also see why now they really held on to J-Hap because they had doubts going way back months and months ago. For example, the James Paxson injury that he ended up having to get back surgery for, they apparently said that he'd been feeling discomfort since the last week of the 2019 season against Texas. And they said this Luis Severino arm pain had been being felt even months ago as well. So a die contrast caught this partial UCL tear, which, by the way, to the best of my knowledge, is what Masahiro Tanaka has had as well. But he's avoided Tommy John surgery and is still pitching all these years later with it, and effectively, might I add, which is pretty remarkable considering, you know, a partial UCL tear is a pretty big deal. But he's pitched through it. Luis Severino's getting Tommy John, though, so I just hope he's back out there as soon as possible. As far as the pitching rotation, and you'll be hearing me say this again in a little bit after the rest of the injury news has gone over, but... I'm still honestly just not really worried about this starting rotation. With Garrett Cole at the top, you still have Tanaka, you have Jay Happ, who apparently, and I want to talk about him a tiny bit too before we move on, Jay Happ, they constantly say how hard he worked throughout the offseason with the pitching gurus that the Yankees have, the new guys they have now, Matt Blake and all of his guys. He's apparently been working very hard on each and every one of his pitches, ironing out all the mistakes he made throughout 2019. And if that is in fact true, and Jay Happ has sort of reinvented himself and, and really improved upon his flaws from 2019, and he's ready to have a killer 2020, that's a big deal if Jay Happ steps up in this coming season. He'd be a big piece in this rotation. And then, of course, you have Jordan Montgomery, who I expect a huge year out of after being able to come back at the end of 2019, which I think was big for him, get out there on the mound and get familiar with the feeling again, have a full offseason of rest and come out in 2020 with his newly repaired elbow after a full offseason of rest and just get after it. Apparently, his velocity is good. His breaking stuff is good. We've seen him a couple of times in this spring already. He has looked sharp, and I'm really, really glad about that. So I'm expecting big things out of Jordan Montgomery. Of course, you anticipate on getting James Paxton back after about a month, a month and a half, maybe. He's going to start throwing again shortly. And then at some point, Domingo Herman, who we'll get to later, there's a story involving him as well. But honestly, I'm not worried about this pitching rotation because not only do you have all of those guys that could pick up the slack, but you also have the minor league guys who are there right now in spring training or when they're in the minor leagues once the season officially starts, they could come up and pick up the slack if you need them. 
Michael King, who seems to be everybody's favorite guy to make the fifth rotation spot, or so I hear. You have Davey Garcia, Clark Schmidt, and honestly, if you absolutely need him, and if the bullpen is set to go, maybe even Jonathan Lewisaker can go on the mound and pitch a few innings if you need him to, although I know he's primarily expected to be in the pen. Maybe they'll go into the opener for a couple of times. I mean, we'll see where they go to. There are plenty of options. There's no doubt about that. So I'm not worried about this team when it comes to the pitching rotation, and as you'll hear me reiterate later on, I'm not worried about this team as a whole, period. But the Severino news is most unfortunate, and even though I'm not worried about the Yankee team overall, when the news came out and I was really upset, I was really more just upset for Severino himself. He's still so young. This is really the time of his career where he's supposed to be going out there and just lighting up the radar gun and lighting up the opposition, just showing how much talent he has, the talent that we know he has, now being that 1A to Garrett Cole, but he's not able to show it fully because he has now missed going on to virtually his second full season since he didn't come back until late 2019, and now he's missing this entire year, and he's probably going to miss some of 2021. And he's young yet, and a lot of his young career has been wasted being hurt. A lot of it, which is unfortunate because we all know how talented he is, but you can't show that talent if you're not on the field. So I really just feel sad for him and Luis Severino himself. I really do feel bad, and I hope he makes as speedy of a recovery as possible. It's just not fair, but neither is it ever really fair when injuries happen like this to guys who have just seemed to really can't get over the hump with the injuries really lately. So I do hope that Severino comes back, and although I'm confident in this rotation, I was just sad for him. But just to show you really how other people are not really concerned about the team either, and I never really look to Vegas to dictate my opinions or anything, and I hope nobody really just solely relies on Vegas to come up with their opinions as well. But if you look at the win total that was expected by the Yankees coming into 2020, before the Luis Severino-Tommy John news broke, they were expected to win, I think it was over under... 102 and a half and now I think it just went down to like 99 and a half or something around 100 it barely went down at all so that tells you even others are not concerned about the Yankees and they still anticipate a lot of wins out of them this regular season but again once more it's just a matter of being sad for Seve and hoping that he comes back as soon as possible and just feeling bad that he has to deal with this yet again and this time just miss the entire season clean which is really unfortunate because I'm sure after missing most of 2019 he was really eager to get out there and have a consistent and solid season in 2020 and now he's going to be on the sidelines again after getting Tommy John surgery it's unfortunate but if it means repairing his UCL and getting him out there for a solid career after 2020, maybe starting sometime in 2021, then I'm all for it. Get the Tommy John done now, and we'll see how he does in the years to come. As far as other injury news, there's plenty more to get through. We'll go on to the joke of the story next involving Domingo Herman, because this guy just continues to tick people off with his stupidity. But apparently he was involved in a buggy accident. And it was thought originally that he was involved in it. And then Eric Boland on Twitter tweeted that he wasn't and that a friend of his was. And Domingo stopped to assist his friend after the accident. But then David Lennon and a few other reporters tweeted a little while after that that Boone told them that Herman was involved. So there was lots of back and forth reporting, which was odd. But I even saw the video. It was basically a big buggy sort of a vehicle. And the thing just seemed to tip over on a turn and those who were riding on the back just fell off looked really dangerous it was wild and at first when it was believed that he was involved and then later confirmed that he was involved people were just in an uproar about it because of course Domingo Herman has enough crap on him to last him a lifetime before this even happened and now this happened and you just got to put your head in your hands and be like what the hell is going on with this guy <laughs> I don't understand it 
what the appeal is to go back home and then just ride on a buggy and then risk injury. I, I don't know. He, Herman came out right after saying he was fine, but it's just like, come on, dude. What, what the hell are you doing? Stop acting like a child and get real. You have enough on you to make people beyond angry with you, and then you have to go do these antics on a buggy? Give me a break. These people need a reality check sometimes. But other than the Domingo Herman news, I don't want to spend too much time on it because not only with the domestic violence stuff did we spend so much time on this podcast talking about that months and months and months ago, but I, I'm just tired of talking about that guy's antics. I'm fed up with him at this point, but he's going to be back at some point, so we'll have to deal with it. <laughs> it is what it is. He's a good pitcher. That's undeniable, but it's also undeniable that I just can't stand him as a person. But more injury news, of course. This is probably the biggest one, and of course, what the Yapping Yankees poll this week had to do with primarily, and that is that Giancarlo Stanton has a grade one calf strain, and that he might miss opening day. He might. But it's not really looking good, although Boone keeps on saying that he expects both he and Judge's injury, who Judge's injury will also get to in a bit, but he expects neither injury to be really long-term. But I really also just thought I'd mention this tweet from Brandon Cuddy on Twitter. This is really interesting. After the Giancarlo news broke out, Twitter just went on fire about it because, of course, as mentioned earlier in the poll, I already went through the dish on Giancarlo Stanton, really, and why people may be just fed up with him at this point or why they may have already been fed up with him or never defended him. But Brandon Cuddy came out with this tweet, and it was really interesting. He said, Since the start of 2019, Giancarlo Stanton has missed time with a strained left bicep, a strained left shoulder, a strained left calf, a strained right PCL, a strained right quad, and a strained right calf. So he strained both calves, left bicep, left shoulder. It's just a lot of stuff. It, you just go down the list. There's a lot of things. So I thought that was an interesting tweet. And it really is unfortunate. I don't mean to make it sound like I'm making fun of Giancarlo Stanton or anything. I'm certainly not. I don't make fun of anybody's injuries when it's clearly very frustrating for them and they just want to be out there to play some baseball. But honestly, a lot of people are just really fed up about everything that's been going on with Giancarlo already because... And Giancarlo himself is fed up. As I said earlier on this episode, Giancarlo already addressed the media and said that he's really frustrated because he worked very hard over the winter to be all set to go for the 2020 season because, of course, we all know he missed an ungodly amount of time in 2019. And he wanted to get out there in 2020 and just really prove himself and just go out there and have a killer season like we all know he can have if he could just be on the field. And he's very frustrated right now, as are many Yankee fans. For some Yankee fans, they will continue to defend him. For some, they've never defended him, and they certainly won't start now. And for some of them, this was the final straw. But when it boils down to it, regardless of what Yankee fans seem to think right now or how they feel about Giancarlo Stanton and his current situation, as I said earlier, along with Aaron Judge's injury, the same applies to Giancarlo's injury, Aaron Boone keeps on reiterating that he believes Giancarlo Stanton's injury will not be long-term. This will be a thing that will be wrapped up quickly after some rest and he'll get back out there and get back to work. The only report that came out so far, which was early on when this first broke, was that the general thought was that he was going to miss opening day, most likely. He was possibly not going to be ready for opening day. That was the original report. So we'll see what happens. Apparently, he and Judge are just nursing their injuries right now. Honestly, me personally, I find it harder and harder to defend Stanton. I know what he's capable of, and I love having him on the team. But when it comes to these injuries, it's tough to defend the injuries because it just seems to be a frequent thing that doesn't want to go away. So when you're a Stanton defender and you're defending everything about him, 
I still defend what he's capable of, and I think he's a good player. But when it comes to missing time from injury, it's gotten hard to defend. And until this guy goes out there and has himself at least a nice season like he did in 2018, or even a better season, a killer season, I'm talking 45-plus home runs, well over 100 RBIs, maybe 280-plus average, high slugging percentage, high on-base percentage, high OPS, until he goes out there and really just kills it, then he'll shut people up. But until then, he's got to prove that he can get on the field and earn the money in his contract. Now, I know a lot of people like to look at the money and say, who cares about the money? You're not the one paying for it. The Yankees are. And some people say, look at the amount of money he's getting paid and he's not even out there. What a bust. He's on his way to being the next Jacoby Ellsbury or he's worse than Carl Pavano. And everybody has their opinions, of course. But the fact of the matter is, my opinion is, I will still continue to defend Giancarlo's ability. I know what he's capable of. I know he's a very talented player. We've all seen it. But as far as injury and being able to stay on the field, it's gotten harder to defend the guy. I hope this doesn't last much longer than opening day. And I hope he comes back from this as soon as possible and manages to still have the killer 2020 season that some people are still confident he's going to have. But I can't say for a fact confidently that that's going to happen because who knows if when this calf strain goes away, if he's just not going to get hurt again right after. He really seems to be delicate when it comes to these injuries, and it's frustrating because although I'm not worried about this team because of their depth and talent, it's still frustrating as a fan, and I'm sure it's equally or even more so frustrating for the player to have to keep dealing with this sort of a thing when all they want to do is go out there and play freaking baseball. And I'm sure the same thing is with Aaron Judge, who we'll get to now, I suppose. But those are basically my takes on the whole Giancarlo saga. I know so many people feel so strongly about it. I hope my opinion on it is fair to you. I mean, it's just what I think at the end of the day. But that's the deal with Giancarlo. As far as Aaron Judge, things really seem to be mysterious around this whole situation. This will be the last talking point before we end here. But it really is kind of odd. Because when it came to Judge apparently being able to play his first spring training game, it seemed like he had to wait a little bit longer after that when we were all really expecting to be back on the field fairly shortly since we were told that he was game ready. But then in the middle of yesterday's game against the Tigers, Meredith Morakovitz tweeted out that Aaron Boone told the Yes Network that Judge is going to go through some testing to get to the bottom of things. And there's no real update on the timetable to get in his first spring training game, which is frustrating. It's his right pectoral muscle now, which must be giving him trouble because he's still unable to get out there. And after reportedly we were all told that he felt that he was game ready, then this started to surface. And then Brian Hulk put out this tweet saying that according to Aaron Boone, Judge felt discomfort near his right pec while hitting yesterday, which was the 28th because Brian Hulk put out this tweet yesterday on Saturday. And he said the tests so far have been inconclusive and Judge is more scheduled tests for Monday. And he still said, though, that Boone still believes Judge can be ready for opening day. So the optimism is still there on behalf of Boone. He still seems to think that both Giancarlo and Judge's injuries are not going to be long term. And he thinks that Judge is even going to be less so because he thinks that he could still even be ready for opening day. While the reports for Giancarlo originally said he's likely going to miss opening day. So hopefully this whole thing with Judge gets solved shortly. I mean, we're going to have more information tomorrow or the days after that, I assume, when he does get his further testing that he's supposed to get starting tomorrow. But as of right now, this Judge thing seems really mysterious because he apparently started with a sore shoulder. Then he was sat down and said that he might be able to get into some games in a week or two. And then he told Boone that he felt game ready. Everything was all right. And then these tweets came out starting to say that he was feeling some pain in his right pectoral muscle. And he's getting even further testing on Monday, but that Boone is still optimistic that he could be ready for opening day. And again, this is probably going to be more clear once we get more results on his testing, but 
right now, this has been a really mysterious situation with Judge's injury. Really, really strange. But in any event, with all of this injury news that I've now spoken about, that everybody seems to be up in a tizzy about, and rightfully so after last year, I get people are pretty afraid that we're going to get somewhat of a repeat of the injury numbers of last year, which is really hard to believe that that ever happens again. I pray that it doesn't. But there are people out there that are saying, well, it's spring training and things are already piling up. Listen, we're nowhere near 2019 as of yet. Let's hope it gets nowhere near there. But I get some people's concerns saying it's spring training. This BS is already starting. I get it. But people have constantly been asking me, Mike, are you worried about the team? Are you worried about them after all the injuries from last year and the fact that they already seem to be starting up again this year before the regular season even starts? And again, I will reiterate this and lecture about this a little bit before we end, and I'm glad that I can finally come on here on Yapping Yankees and say no, I am not worried about them. Because if you look at the outfield, namely Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge are having injury struggles right now, it's all good though. Because right now we got Mike Talkman out there, We have Brett Gardner out there. Thank God we brought him back again because he's proving to be valuable. Looks pretty good in spring training again, and we could really use him out there, as well as in the clubhouse too, of course. You have, although he's had a difficult career defensively, there have been reports, again, from Yankees camp that they believe he has improved defensively, which would be huge because we all know the value of his bat, that Clint Frazier is out there for a possibility. We also have a seemingly comfortable Miguel Andujar out there in left field again, which would be huge if he ends up being comfortable out there because especially during these times of injuries with Stanton and or Judge, you could certainly put Miguel Andujar out there if he's so comfortable and makes significantly less mistakes than he did in the infield. You could still afford to put him out there and then you could have his bat in the lineup, which is a big, big win because the thing that you have the toughest time saying goodbye to if you were to say goodbye to Andujar is of course his bat. But if you were able to stick him out there in left field, you don't have to worry about that. He'd be in left field, he'd be nice and comfortable out there, and he'd be in the lineup for him to help the offense out without getting in the way of Gio at third. Plus, you could go down to the minors and grab guys like Estevan Floreal and countless other names that are down there. The Yankees have a plethora of talent. They have so much, which makes me just not really worry about them at all, even going back to last year. Last year is the finest piece of evidence. And as I said before, you look in the rotation, you have Garrett Cole, which is a big-time arm, one of the best pitchers in the game that you didn't have last year. You still have Masahiro Tanaka, who will probably be consistent for you. You have Jay Happ, who if he worked as hard in the offseason, as I was talking about earlier, as they say he did, and he really helped fix all the flaws that he had in 2019. Expect some better things out of him. I do expect a big year out of Jordan Montgomery starting fresh in 2020 and getting out there and getting some innings down and really, really performing well for this team. And if you get James Paxson back eventually in a month, month and a half, we'll get Herman back, even though I get it, a lot of people, including myself, are very fed up with him, and rightfully so, obviously. But you also could have help in the names of Michael King, Davey Garcia, Clark Schmidt. You could look out in the bullpen, who you anticipate on Jonathan Lewazica possibly being out there. Maybe you could help out in the rotation if you desperately need him to. You could possibly go back to the opener strategy. Chad Green can handle that. I don't know if they'd really go back to Chad Green for that much of a role for that this coming season, but that's an option. Luis Sessa is probably going to be out there in the bullpen. He can eat up some innings. And obviously in the bullpen, you still have the beyond dominant arms, especially in the back end there. And the infield is obviously looking fine from left to right if this is what they end up going with, with Gio Rochella, Glaber Torres, DJ LeMayu at second, Luke Voigt at first. And then at first, you probably have Mike Ford backing up. And obviously you have some good bench guys. Maybe Tyler Wade will be on the team for a little bit. I mean, there are so many names on here that not only contributed big last year, but could also slate in for this year and do the exact same thing if the big guys are hurt 
And if it ends up being long-term, they can easily fill in because of their talent. It's a great thing. And again, if last year proved anything at all, it proved that this can be done if need be again. And I don't want to solely say that it's going to be done again because of last year. It's a new year, but obviously last year a lot of people consider that to be luck. I don't. I think it had to do with a lot of guys stepping up and getting it done because they have the talent to get it done. But this is a new year. And with the addition of Garrett freaking Cole for starters again, and with the talent the Yankees have both amongst the regular guys and X-Men Up guys, who I detailed a little bit, there's no reason for me to believe that it can't be done again. Positive Mike is shining here, okay? Because this team has what it takes to still not only be the top team in the AL East, in my opinion, but the top team in the American League overall. And there are a lot of coulds and ifs, I know. But such is the way of things. I believe in this team, and I believe they have all the talent in the world that it takes to get it done. More than enough. And although I don't believe in wishing precious time away, 25 days cannot get here fast enough. I'm, and I'm enjoying spring training, don't get me wrong, but opening day cannot get here fast enough. And with that being said, that is all for this week's episode of Yapping Yankees. I thank you so, so much for listening. One last shout out to Team Left Jab. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, iHeart, you name it. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab, guys. And while you're at it, be sure to follow me on all social medias as well. You're listening to this podcast and you don't follow me on social media. What is the matter with you? Be sure to find my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, which is the social media app I am, of course, most disgustingly active on, at Mike Scudero. And also be sure to follow me on Instagram at MikeScuds97, guys. And I also don't want to forget to tip my cap as I do each week to you, the listener. Whether you just listen or give feedback on the show, vote or reply on the poll, message me to talk about the Yankees, support me or show love on social media, whatever it is you do to show your love and support to me, I tip my cap to you and remind you just how much I appreciate your love and support every single day. I really do. And also before I go, one last really quick reminder, be sure to go subscribe to the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel and watch all the episodes that are available on there, guys. And once again, thank you 3000 for listening. I'm Mike Scudero, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, March 8th, when I come at you with episode 37 of Yapping Yankees, when we're even deeper into spring training and even closer to opening day. And until then, continue to enjoy spring training, guys, and have yourselves a great week. Take care. Take care.